There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, did you know that this is not the only podcast in town? And I'm not talking about two chicken. There are others out there. Believe it or not, it's true. And one of them is a podcast I like to call Two Girls, One Mike. And that's because that's what that podcast is called. And I'll tell you why I think you should check it out. Because it's the only podcast right now that's talking about sex and porn in a funny way. All right. And we're talking about the hosts, Yvette and Alice, who are taking time out of their busy schedules every week to talk about the porn industry. They're going to introduce you to stuff like quicksand porn. You ever heard of quicksand porn? I don't even know what the fuck that is. But they're going to talk about it. They talk about bootleg dildos. Not all dildos are made the same, apparently. And who else is going to fucking tell you about it except for Alice and Yvette? They're the only ones going to tell you. So you head over to two girls, one mic.com, and you sign up, you subscribe, you watch, you listen, you do all that fun shit. Two girls, one mic podcast. Check that out. It's time. Yes, it's time. Back. And uh, don't listen to rumors. I'm not only back because people have been uh, asking me to run their fucking ads and I haven't done it in a while. It's not the only reason. It's because uh, I wanted to come back. I want to come back and do a Pentelis podcast, even without a guest. Though I might have some surprises this episode. We'll see. We'll see what I think up. Uh, it has been an interesting time. I did get hurt. I'm going to answer one email right now because someone asked about my ankle because I tweeted about it. I did. It's true. I wasn't fucking around. I got hurt. Uh, I sprained it playing ball hockey because uh, I am a little bit of a retard. And then I fucked up my knee, or I don't know. I don't know what I think may have happened. Because I was running back because someone didn't cover their fucking man. And I think my knee may have given out. And then I tried to adjust, and that's how I sprained the ankle. Because the knee, to be honest, is causing me more trouble than the sprained ankle. Nobody cares, but I'm letting you guys know. Though I was able to uh, perform stand-up, standing up. You know, with a microphone, but I was standing up and sit down, and uh, it was pretty fine. I didn't move around as much on stage like I normally do, but uh, it was not noticeable. Like if I didn't mention that my ankle was sprained, I don't think people would have noticed. Is what I'm trying to say. Very incognito. You know, you don't have to know. Uh, but now you know. That's what happened. So I might announce my ball hockey retirement very soon, which I know will leave millions uninterested, <laughs> completely uninterested about that fact. So let me tell you something going on. Number one share embarrassed herself over the weekend and i think it's fucking hilarious and we're going to talk about it so uh share who previously used to say things like we got to let in every immigrant into america take them in hollywood people you're going to take in immigrants put them in your house regular people will help we got to bring these dreamers in uh there's no such thing as too many uh, you can never have too much of a good thing is what she was saying and now uh i guess the president of that country his name is uh donald j trump he said, you know what? I'm tired of fighting. Here's an idea. Maybe all the detainees that we have, instead of filtering them out and figuring out who's a criminal, who's not, let's just give them to these sanctuary cities who have said our arms are open, and then they could deal with it, and they'll be happy because I'm not putting these people away. Uh, it's a win-win situation. So he just, th- that idea, just threw it out there. 
And holy shit, were Sanctuary Cities pissed. Uh, I guess, you know, they were just doing lip service before because people like Nancy Pelosi freaked out. A lot of people called it a threat. They said <laughs> Trump is threatening us with immigrants, uh, which is a weird thing to say when you were saying how you want immigrants. That's, I'm not even taking a side. I'm just saying, this is fucking stupid. You said you want something. Someone's like, you know what? You can have it. And you're like, well, fuck you. Why are you giving this to me? Uh, you know, it's crazy. So like I said, that's what she previously tweeted, Cher. And then now, this was her tweet. I understand helping struggling immigrants. Do you? Do you fucking really, Cher? I don't think you do. But my city, Los Angeles, yeah, her city. In case you didn't know, Cher owns Los Angeles. My city, Los Angeles, isn't taking care of its own. Whoa. Well, that's a, that's a shocker. Is that, is that real? Los Angeles, you're not taking care of your fucking own? You're playing games with me? So we got 50,000 plus citizens who live on the streets. And we're not talking about gangsters here. We're talking about people that don't have homes. Not people that were brought up on the streets. We're talking about people that live on the streets. Homeless people. Terrible. People who live below the poverty line and hungry people. All in Los Angeles. And you're trying to give us immigrants is what she's saying. These are not my words. This is hers. She says, if my state can't take care of its own, many of whom are veterans, how can it take care of more? You explain it. How can it take care of more? Now, you might be thinking, everything she says here makes sense. Why are you making fun of her? Because this is the same shit Trump's been saying for years. And she was one of the people who said, you're wrong, sir. We can take in everybody. Because, you know, money grows on trees. And the local population doesn't need our help. And then now, when push comes to shove and they're faced with this reality, she's like, oh, no, no, wait a second. I wasn't serious. I wanted retweets. But if you're seriously thinking of giving us immigrants, we're not going to fucking take them. Which is fucking crazy, right? The hypocrisy of these uh, Hollywood types. A little crazy, guys. A little fucking crazy. And yet, goddamn hilarious, all right? But definitely crazy. It's fucked up. It shouldn't be happening. So that happened, and I made fun of Cher a bit. I thought it was good to make fun of her. I feel like she deserves it. Right? I feel like she fucking deserves it. Uh, just because of the whole contradiction. Thing. But in the end, she's right. I'm not saying let everyone in. That would be fucking crazy. In the end, she is right about what she said. Uh, that's the truth. Um, you got to take care of your shit first before you bring in other people. You know, uh, If you don't have enough money, to, if, you, if you don't have enough food in your house to feed your family, you're not eating. And then you're going to invite people over to dinner. You don't have food to give them. What kind of dinner is that going to be? It's going to be a shitty fucking dinner. You wait till you have enough, you get some groceries, you feed your family, you got some leftover stuff, you want to make some more stuff, you bring in people, you have a dinner party. Imagine going to a dinner party, you walk in, you're like, yo, what are we having for dinner? And they're like, oh, dinner? No. We're just going to we're gonna sit here and talk about how much we would have loved to have dinner if we could afford it. Sadly, we're not having dinner. You know, that would be a weird dinner party. You would never go back to that place. And that's kind of what's happening here. People, you want these immigrants to get a bad idea of America? Come on. Wait. Wait. Uh, some Americans are winning, though. That Tiger Woods kid, I think it's going to be a big deal when he grows up. But that Tiger Woods kid won at golf. You know golf, right? They made a big deal about it over the weekend. Tiger Woods comes back and wins his first Masters in a real long time. How did he do it? He's an old man. It's crazy. It's not that fucking crazy. Can we stop lying this hyperbole? Golf. Golf. Don't 70, weren't 70-year-old 70 fat guys winning at golf before? They were. 
And now it's a big fucking thing. Now it's a big fucking deal. Now it's goddamn, he's a super athlete. He's not a fucking super athlete. He won at golf. I don't even play golf. I'd win at fucking golf. It's not impressive, all right? What would be more impressive, what would be more impressive is in the NBA. If Michael Jordan would come back and he would score 20 points in the NBA game right now, this Michael Jordan, that would be more impressive than Tiger of the Woods winning a Masters because he's a great golfer. We know this. He's been a great, you know, the only reason why he lost for a long period of time is because he was focused on having sex with prostitutes and models, which I'm not fucking knocking the guy. I'm not blaming him. I don't live his life. I'm not going to decide for him. You know? He was focused on that. He was playing another game. Now he's done with that. He's fucked every model. He's like, all right, I'm going to get back to beating these old dudes. And that's what he did. He went back there, started beating these old guys. Some young guys too, I assume, but they're not as good as this guy. And that's it. That's what happened. Tennis, way harder. If he was doing this in tennis, very impressive. I would be like, you know what? I'm fucking impressed, Tiger of the Woods. Wooden Tiger. But right now, no. Not that impressed. I'm not knocking you. I'm not saying you did anything wrong except for playing golf. That's fucking stupid. But apart from that, you did nothing wrong. You're playing your game. You're banging those whores. Good job. Good on you, sir. But it's not as impressive as you're making it fucking seem. All right? Phil Milk- Phil Mickelson? What's his name? Phil Michelson? Phil Mickelson? That fat guy? He used to win shit. Not impressive, Tiger. Not that impressive. Speaking of the NBA, though, we're talking about Michael Jordan going back to the NBA. Not going to happen. Wishful thinking on my part. The goddamn Toronto Raptors. I love them. You know I love them. I make it very clear if you follow me on social media. I love the Raptors. But fuck, every goddamn year the playoffs start, Kyle Lowry decides, I don't need to play. Game one, we lose to the Orlando Magic. You ever heard of the Orlando Magic? Here's a hint if you haven't. They're not that magical. It's bullshit. The name, not true. They're not a magical team. And yet, the Raptors lost game one at home to the Orlando not-so-magic magic. Why? Because captain of the team, Kyle Lowry, scored a total of zero fucking points. Missed every shot. He even had two free throws, missed those two. How fucking crazy that is. You're the goddamn captain of the team. You're getting paid money. Good money, by the way. You're going out there and you're missing every fucking shot. That is embarrassing. Now, I don't hate him. I forgive him. It happens every fucking year. I think I feel like he's going to bounce back. But uh, why, you know what You know what we're going to do? Let's cut to a goddamn basketball expert. So I brought in an Asian guy because they know all about basketball. So you tell me, sir, what the fuck happened to Kyle Lowry? He just didn't score anything. He just was horrible. He didn't play his game. Zero and seven, zero and six on the three. Like, that's horrible. Should I be concerned? Should people, should fans be concerned? I'm pretty sure they should have kept DeRozan and trade Larry instead of trading DeRozan. I never even thought of that deal, but I don't think they would have went for that. Who would have gone for that? You think uh, that would have been a possibility? I doubt it. Like, they were supposed to trade, like, add him for Mike or something, like, in the trade. Yeah. I forgot the name of the guy. But um, they should have, like, traded Larry in that package deal and get that PG from, from, from Darty team. I forgot the name. Mike something. My, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. But I, now that I see this, I do feel like they fucked up. They missed an opportunity because every goddamn playoffs, 
he's fucking shit in the bed. And I like the guy. I want him to do well, but every playoff starts and he's uh, fucking around. He did the same thing last year. Like, there's another game he played the same thing, like 30, 30 minutes plus, and he still, like, didn't score anything. He went 0-0 on, like, 20 or something like that. So, like, I feel that they should maybe, like, reduce his minute until he step up his game. Yeah. And they should give more minutes to Van Fleet or give more minutes to uh, to Jeremy Lin since he's an Asian guy, you know? Is that why you want Jeremy Lin to be starting? Is this some kind of a fucking Asian conspiracy? No, not even. Just like the stats that he put on. Yeah. Like, he deserved more minutes. But Does he deserve more minutes because his name is Lin? Is that what you're fucking no, telling no, me right no, now? No, 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 no. You like, sure? M- maybe because, like, I hype him up because he's Asian. Yeah. But you do hype him up because he's Asian, but I feel like he does deserve some of the hype. He's done some incredible things. Yeah, he deserves it. First incredible thing, he's an Asian starting in the NBA. Well, years ago he was starting. Now he's third string, but still. No, but also, like, Toronto is, like, a city for, for, for Asian people. And I feel that if you, you bring, like, an Asian guys, like, in, in the starting five or something, I'm pretty sure, like, the fan base is going to increase. Their ticket sales are going to increase. They're going to attract more Asian people. They have more money. So it's all about the money, you know? Like, it's, it's a business behind it. And I find that if, if it's not good, then, yeah, I might be, be, I might be, like, giving more minutes because he's Asian. But now he has good minute. He played well. He's smart on the court. He, played, he put up the stats. He deserved that. And Kalari is not doing this the same thing in the in the in the series. Like he doesn't he doesn't put up. He maybe he got like rebounds. He got good rebounds. He got like, good assists. But like, if you cannot score, like what can what, what can we do with you? The whole team is doing well. Like Siakam, he's putting like like tremendous numbers. Like amazing. Like he's like the most improved player of the year. Yes, Pascal Kawa- Siakam. I like yeah. him. He's great. He's the future of the Toronto. I think so. I guess like the whole team step up. He's the only one who messed up. If he at least he scored like two points, they, they would have been like a tie, a tie game or something. They, they would change the outcome. Entire outcome would change. But now like just because like he missed all his free throws, he missed all his attempt. Like, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm I feel the same way. I'm not as racist and anti-black and pro-Asian as you are, but uh, definitely I do agree that there's now. I want you to answer something. Why should the people listen to your opinion? What do you do? that makes you such an expert in basketball? And where can they find you? Because I'm the founder of Hoops on the Rise, and I cover like all the college, high school, university basketball in Montreal. Hoops on the Rise. And is there a YouTube channel for Hoops on the Rise? Yeah, just type on Hoops on the Rise, Hoops with a S on the Rise, and you're going to find me or on Instagram or on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Like everywhere you want, type my name, and you'll find it. So you're trying to tell people that if somebody knows about basketball, it's you. Yes, they oh. should they should follow that ta- that that page because like it's the number one page, like in Canada, it should be followed. You should be aware of it. We talk about NBA, we talk about everything, and it's a must. Do you ever talk about ping pong? No, That's a we should we should maybe add the ping pong on our on our podcast. So I feel like it's a missed opportunity, sir, because uh, I'm not gonna pretend like I know everything. But China, number one sport right now, ping pong, table tennis. Did you know this? No, I think it's badminton. Is there a difference? No. There you go. They, 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 they're both like swinging with rackets, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to, be <laughs> to, to make fun of, of my country, but... Like, no, I am. Uh, Don't worry about it. I got you covered. I got this. <laughs> I, got, I got this on my own. No, but uh, Hoops on the Rise. Check out Hoops on the Rise. Um, they have podcasts. They got videos and actually very good stuff. And he really is very knowledgeable about basketball. That's why I brought him in here. Um, so check him out. And that's what I do here now. You don't expect it, but I'm bringing in fucking experts when I got questions. You heard it here first. That's the uh, that's all the info you're gonna need about basketball. Really, is the info I'm gonna give you. And you see that shit, Pantel's podcast, way more welcoming to immigrants than share. Just so you could know.
All righty. All right. It's the funnest time on the show. We're going to do listener mail. Um, and we're going to do the, I guess, first ones sent in. And then we'll keep the rest for next week. And also for the goddamn recordings. I'm very happy to announce that we're letting you guys send in audio clips and video clips. And we'll play those too. But for the people who sent them in this weekend, you got to you gotta fucking either not do it while you're fucking driving or because it, it gets too noisy in the background and then I can't play it because people will have trouble hearing it. You uh, fucking buffoons is what I'm trying to say. Uh, get in a quiet place. Record that shit and send it over. I, I have no problem. I'll gladly play it. So let's check in what Tara sent in over here. Uh, you're always very motivated and energetic despite the fact that you're up early, finish late, and meet fans afterwards. When and how do you manage to hit the wall? In other words, how do you cut the adrenaline and relax? And she wanted to point out that this question is clearly for me and not for Poseidon because he's always fucking sleeping. Uh, it's, just, it's just true. Uh, I don't know when I cut the... I, it's hard for me to get like my to turn my mind off. Um, I don't know if it's like that for a lot of people, but I do have trouble uh, sleeping if I try to... Because I'm always thinking about some, you know, jokes or something I have to do, errands I got to run. This mind, always fucking busy. Not a good thing, by the way. It's terrible. But uh, it's always on. I'm always thinking about shit. So that's it. Uh, let's see. The first piece that you created, whether it was a joke, art, or anything, uh, that became one of your favorites. Oof. That one's tough. I have no idea. I never think... I don't know. Because I don't know what the first thing that I created that I really liked that then pushed me to do other shit was. Not sure. But yeah. I have no, no, no fucking idea. But the, there have been a lot of things that I'm proud of. It's like I do like my closing bit right now on stage, and I've been working at it for a while. Uh, but I, I honestly, I have no idea what it is. No idea. Maybe my the first time I ever did podcasting, like ten years ago, I consider that maybe a changing moment. But um, no fucking clue how to answer that one. Let's see here. We got uh, curious to know your thoughts on those pesky serial auditioners. So what is a serial auditioner? Um, not talking about those that just ping pong conversation and jokes. I mean the people that relentlessly spew out anything just to get your attention in the hopes of getting a gig, a spot, or something like that. Ah, okay. Now I know what you mean by... Yeah, you meet those kind of people. There, there are definitely people who are always... Yes, okay. Now I know why you call them serial auditioners. It's like they're always on, right? It's like they're always trying to sell something. Yeah, it's it, it, you do see a lot of them. You, you I, I meet quite a bit of them. Um, it's usually it's not for shows mostly because uh, I don't. You know, a lot of people get mixed up. They think that I put on mics in in the city. I don't run any of the mics in the city. Um, I know most everyone who runs the mics, but I don't run any of them. Um, I attend them, right? I go test out my jokes, but I'm way too busy to run a mic uh, in the city. But yeah, there's a lot of them. I don't know how. You, it depends how annoying they are. Uh, some of them it's pretty simple like they're always auditioning and you're like all right man like shut the fuck up and th then there's the people that there's also the people that don't do anything they don't have they're not really stand-ups they don't have a channel they don't create anything and they always ask to come on shows like uh come on one of the podcasts and you, know, you always have to say no it's like you got nothing to you got nothing to talk about like there's i'm, I'm not doing anyone a service including yourself by bringing you on you got you're not promoting anything what, what's the point of coming on so you can tell one of your friends that uh, you're on a podcast. So, yeah, those guys, it gets annoying. As long as they're not fucking too pushy, they're never, uh, there's never really a problem. I don't mind as long as they're not too pushy. But you're right, though. It is weird. These serial auditioners, as you call them, uh, they are around and we get them a lot. 
And uh, on Twitter, I get here's the thing about people getting your attention. On Twitter, what I notice is a lot of people who will, um, not just to me, but in general, they'll tweet really negative stuff, but only in the hopes of getting your attention. And then they'll want to start a dialogue and be like, oh, you know, and, and try to calm down. That I don't like either. It's a, just say what the fuck you mean. If you're, you know, the pretending to hate someone just so that you could talk to them is weird to me. And also, you don't need these people. You don't need me. You don't need anyone. Like, uh, fuck that. Just live your fucking life. What do you care what someone else thinks? Especially these Hollywood people. What the fuck do you care what they think? You know? Um, though I'm all for trolling. That shit's fun. You know, fuck with people. That shit's a good time. Not regular folks, obviously. I tend to leave civilians alone. But I love, uh, I like fucking around with, like, celebrities and shit like that. It's, uh, it's a good time. But, yeah, and I, I do want to, we'll get to more listener mail maybe in a bit. But I do want to bring in another expert shortly. Uh, but first, I want to tell you guys again, if you're going to send in voice and video clips, I fucking love it. Uh, I'm not saying don't. I think it's going to be one of the new funnest things on the show. However, please, for the love of, for the love of fucking God, get, get in a quiet place. Again, that's the only advice I'm giving. Get in a quiet place, take a fucking selfie video. It'll be perfect. Just be goddamn quiet. Okay, so now you people were asking for me to give you advice. Uh, I'm not a good person to give any type of life advice to anyone. However, I brought in a guest, a man who at least can give you some kind of sensible monetary advice. My buddy Harry's here to talk stocks. Harry, what do people need to be investing in right now? Um... Well, it's kind of crazy out there right now because people are always talking about doom and gloom scenarios. There's going to be crashes. There's going to be everything. So everybody's scared. Wasn't there a crash already? Yeah, you're right. There was like a 20% crash in the markets, like maybe 22% in NASDAQ, something like that. But uh, it lasted for all of one month. Okay. And now the market came roaring back and it's close to highs. So if I'm a regular peasant, yes, where am I putting my money? It's a tough thing to say because I like stocks. It's the best growth vehicle long-term that you could ever put your money in. Because a stock is not the... It's a real business. You know, it's People say I'm buying a stock. It's something that's uh, nebulous. I don't know what it is. I can't touch it. It's that's how I feel. No. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. I, all my investments, sir, I already told you this. Are the riskiest. <laughs> They're in Magic the Gathering trading cards. That's amazing. Um, stamps. Very, very cool one-of-a-kind stamps. Maybe three coins. From Mozambique or something. And some silver. I already told you this. Yeah, silver's silver. Good. Silver's yeah. good. Mm. I always said that, yes, you should be in stocks because that is the driver of the economy. It's real companies. Invest in real companies that produce real goods. You're buying a business. You're a businessman. You have 10 stocks. You, have, you own 10 businesses. Okay. Do you have any stocks right now that you recommend that you think people should put their money in? I can't recommend anything right now because it would be against the law. Oh, really? Yeah. How come? I can't give recommendations, say, because I have to be, like, licensed and everything. Really? Is it against the law? Like, if I, if I go, if I say right now, I recommend you buy this stock. Yeah. You know? I would have to have a portfolio manager's license. I to would recommend? I would have staff. W- it is a very regulated industry, okay? I am just, I used to work as a, as a pro trader for National Bank. But, but now, now you're your own man. Now I trade my own account. Yeah. So you th- aren't you allowed as an individual? Like, you can give people advice. Like, I can tell people, I recommend you watch this comedian. Yes, I can do that, but I would say uh, uh, there would have to be a disclaimer at the bottom that says these are not my recommendations to you. That uh, is you have to so invest stupid. At your own risk. No, it's I mean it protects people from doing stupid things. Like any guy could go on and say I, I recommend this. You know? But not like, on this podcast. I only bring the elites. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yes, I see. I see that it's a good safeguard, but the finance industry is very, very regulated. 
and it's you have to follow these laws. Okay, they're there to protect the consumer, but sometimes there's it could go overboard. Yeah, it might also hinder the consumer when you put too many rules. That's what's happening now. Yeah, you need rules, but you can't have so many rules. Okay, and usually the more rules that you make, it benefits the regulators more. You know, there's like a sweet spot of like how many how much rules you should have vis-a-vis like protecting the consumer. You know, you have to have like you have to be able to to move to do something, but you can't be handcuffed either. So that's why I can't. You can't give advice if you don't have all these uh, designations, and you know I used to have them, but then you have to keep current. You have to every year you have to take courses to like keep up, and you have to pay like a thousand bucks or whatever for the course to like keep up to date. Now, but it's all about them collecting that since, cash. Yeah, since I'm on my own, I don't have any clients, so I don't need to do that. So it's like, um, you know. So what you're saying is, even if you had a really good pro tip. If I'm saying what you I'm saying, you wouldn't be is, able to give it. Yeah, don't listen to me. I can give it to you, but I say be, buyer beware, be careful. Okay, so they're gonna beware. But what would you suggest? They the first thing they do right now, if they have some extra money, they have an extra thousand dollars, and they could spend it on hookers or what? Well, I say you should always invest at least ten percent of your portfolio. Okay, at least ten percent. Sorry, not portfolio. Ten percent of the money you make should go to your investments. Okay, to your retirement, which could be gold, silver, stocks, whatever. Anything you want, even uh, like you said, Magic the Gathering trading, Magic the Gathering. That's amazing. Thank you. You you have you are you an expert on that stuff? (laughs) Absolutely not, sir. (laughs) Well, then (laughs) I don't know what to do. But (laughs) I don't know what to do in that case. But but I'm very lucky. I'm a lucky man. I'm known for being lucky, and I know how to pick them. Do you like do you like wine? I don't hate people it. People collect wine. People collect... That is a stupid... That is a consumable item. Who collects consumable items? Are you going to end up eating or drinking it? Do you collect art? I see these I posters do. here. Yeah, these I'm are an, amazing posters. I'm right? a man of art. Yeah. All things that are tangible and hard are things that you can invest in, right? But the, the most durable asset is a company that produces money. Yeah. I don't see your posters producing money. They, they do not produce no. money. Unless they produce happy feelings. But people have found a way to make money out of posters, to like uh, monetize well, stuff, like monetize royalties. Musicians have found a way to monetize royalties. I monetize right. my comedy. You can do that, I yes. sell ads on the show. Sure, perfect, 100%. Yeah. You can find a way to uh, incomeize mm-hmm. or get income periodically from your artistic yeah. endeavors. Yeah, That's fantastic. That's the best thing you could do. That's the best company you could own. Well, I, I'm the company. Yes. Uh, I guess I sell my, my, you know, I get paid to be funny. But what if one day, sir, how I much stop of that being is, funny? How much of that is humor and, and how much of that is good looks? How much of your Most of it is looks. I, I got to be honest. I think I'm running on looks here. <laughs> <laughs> We're running on comedy fumes. Uh, no, you're, I, I, see, I see what you're saying. I'm a company. You're a company. However, because myself included, that's why I came to you initially, because I remember not being sure, you know, where should I put my money in something? Should I? And then you, yes. t- you told me when I told you that I was thinking of um, silver and then I actually bought physical silver. And yes, but remember what I told you uh, completely. Yeah, get your get your hand out of there. But that's neither <laughs> <laughs> here nor there. Uh, what, oh, you told me. What did you tell me completely? Like of the money that you're going to invest. Yeah. What you take that and you put ten percent in precious metals. That is your insurance policy. Okay. No more than that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need more than that. So mm-hmm. when I say put it in silver, I said like if you make ten thousand that you want to invest, take a thousand of it and put it in silver or gold. Since you can't buy gold, gold is a little bit too expensive to buy for a thousand. It's thousand. very expensive. Yeah, yeah. You can buy a thousand worth of silver. But that's my point. My point is you should use precious metals just as an insurance policy. Yeah. Against your big portfolio. Okay? You shouldn't put all your money in silver or all your money in gold. You'd be a complete fool. 
Yeah, it's a, but then also when you're buying physical, you should put all your money on weed stocks either or any of those crazy things. You, you're no. just as much of a fool. You know? you're, you're, what you're, the, I, what I believe you're trying to tell people is diversify your portfolio. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. You should put it in stocks. Only mostly, in stocks. Mostly in stocks that are that they might not necessarily be di- diverse. Yeah. But each one is very profitable, and each one is a very strong company. Okay, you could ju- it could just be five stocks. It could just be two or three. But if those two or three are super powerful stocks, like if over the ten years, if you just had your money in Apple, Amazon, and I don't know, pick a third one. I don't want whatever. If all you had your money is in those two, yeah, you would be amazing because they're solid companies. But you'd be amazing because they grew in yes. all that time. But how do you know? Like you, how do you yes. know? Do you have a feeling? What do, what well, do you do? Well, there are various systems you can use. Okay, okay. but. The best system is the Warren Buffett system or any other similar type of system that emphasizes investing your money in solid companies that produce income. Very profitable. Year over year, they make money. They very rarely drop. You know, they're like, they're like gold mines. Well, literal gold mines, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a company that's actually making money. Okay? Not like Lyft or Uber. Not th- those things are like massive expensive. They're just giving people rides. Money. Yes. But this is not a free ride type of thing. That's right. So you want to invest in a business that you would want to own yourself. Let's say the stock market didn't I exist. I would like to own Uber. That sounds like fun. You would? It loses $3 billion, uh, Does it? every year. <laughs> Guess who doesn't want to own Uber anymore? <laughs> this guy. But it makes money because its stock price is up. Yeah, right? yeah. But I'm talking about, let's say the stock market disappeared tomorrow and you own McDonald's. Right. Would you, you be happy? Yeah, because you can still make money. People are going to come yeah, in every and buy day burgers. you're printing money, right? Yeah. So let's think of it that way. That's what mm. you should think about it. Okay, so that that doesn't mean diversification. I don't, I'm not saying putting your money in every little company you can so you can diversify your risk. Two, no. three big guys that you know are going to make three money. Good guys that you know, or even f- whatever you can follow. Three, three, four, five, even. Okay, and that's it. All you need is one or two good shots in your life. If you bought McDonald's once and you bought uh, ten other companies in your entire life, like 20, 30 years ago, okay, let's say thirty years ago, and you bought McDonald's and all the other, and you bought internet companies that all went to zero. You still made. If you were smart, yeah. You still made money, even though that one out of ten shot made a ten thousand percent return. Yeah. Everything else lost a hundred. You still would have made money overall. That's why it's so important to pick a winner. But how do people know? Like I said, they're going in for the first time, and they're inundated with new startups, and these guys are doing. Never. How do they know? Apart from the big ones, if you know, we're talking about Microsoft, we're talking about Apple. Apart from the big ones, how do they know what's that next big? stock that I should get on or what's the next big idea maybe it's a it's a product that they need to get behind and they need to find a company that they trust the most for that product that's the tough part I believe like in t- right now in today's society people are very illiterate when it comes to finance and doing the work of like in, um, analyzing companies yeah basic stuff that I think should be taught in high school I agree with you, you. should you should acquire that knowledge yourself because it's not being taught anywhere you can read books like Warren Buffett's book. Okay, you can read books like I like Bill O'Neill. He's one of my heroes. Okay? Yeah, what does he do? He's a billionaire. That's what he does. Is he related <laughs> to uh, Shaquille O'Neal by no, any chance? Not even close. Okay, completely opposite. Because that guy, he's, I think that he's guy made some smart investments. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very good. Shaquille O'Neal in the buckets. puts all his, all his money in the chicken chicken restaurant. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> that's a good fucking point. Yeah, <laughs> but it, the point is that. You want to buy companies that are making money, that are solid, and that you would buy even if there was no stock, stock market. Like you would buy it yourself. Like you want to buy a franchise. Yeah, if you had money, you'd buy yeah. that. But you have to buy the stocks. Like you have to know, you have to know when to buy. Good financial statements. They're solid. They're making money. 
you know, and their stock price is strong, okay? That's the most important part is to buy winners that are moving, okay? The second most important thing, I would say that would be the second most important thing. The first most important thing is to handle losses. You have to know how to handle losses. Like not become irate and punch things. You could punch things if you want, but you have to cut your losses quickly. Right. Because like you said, I don't know what the next McDonald's is. I don't know what the next uh, whatever is. Microsoft or Amazon or whatever you want to call it, you know. But I don't if know something's tanking, you don't hold on to it. Exactly. So let's say I pick 10 stocks. Okay, I do my research. All of them look good. They're all making money. Yeah. But then you see them tanking, a lot of them tanking, okay? Seven of them are tanking. You want to cut your losses quick. Take a 5% loss, 6% loss, cut them, no questions asked. Better because than 100% loss. Exactly. People hold on. I'm going to, oh, it's going down. I can buy more, buy cheaper, whatever. It's like a shitty relationship. Yes. Cut We're going right to make away. it work. We're going to make <laughs> it work. It's not going to work, lady. 100%. Yeah, once he punches you in the face once, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> become a habit. Yeah, yeah, no. because so you don't because learn, guys, you don't learn to dodge punches when a guy's punching yeah. you in the face. You just get out. Because right. guys, once they get that first whiff of fun, they keep having it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But yeah, if out of those seven that went down, you have three that went up, and you're yeah. holding them, that's how you that's how you make money. So you don't know, but by handling your losses quickly, getting rid of them quickly, don't have no ego. Don't say, uh, you know. I made this decision. I, I, I got to stick. I have to stick with. Don't get married to your position. That's the way they call it. Hmm. Uh, you should cut them quickly and stick with the ones that are winning. Cut quickly so you can put more money into the winners. Yeah. Right. All Easier said than done. Very. You've been very, doing this for so difficult. long. I see a lot of the shit you do that comes naturally to you, and I see you sometimes it's just instinct. You're like, no, no, I feel this. Most people, they're not going to have that type of reaction. No. That's why you shouldn't be trading just to trade for trading's sake. Yeah. You shouldn't be churning your account. You should analyze, analyze. You should be more like a sniper. If you're not a professional, you should be a sniper. Wait, 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 wait until you see your perfect shot, then you pull the trigger. Okay? Yeah. That's what you should do for stocks. Look, analyze, find. You should do more reading than actually trading. Read, find out which ones are good. Look at the statements. Okay, this is good. Now, is this a good price to pay for it? Am I paying too much for the amount of money that this company is generating? Yes. If that if it's yes, then you wait until it's at a, at a price where you want to buy it. Okay. Yeah, where you think you can make money. Yeah. Then you pull the trigger, and then you watch. You watch if it's behaving correctly. If it's not, you cut the loss quickly. You move on. Now, in terms of advice, I've been telling people, and I need you to corroborate if it's true. I've been telling people, if you only have a bit of money and you don't have no stocks, get some silver, mostly physicals. I tell them, and ride that wave out. I believe. And I told you the same thing. I believe silver is making a comeback. Silver, the Tiger Woods of precious metals. Yes. Well, yeah. yes. But remember, only 10% of your portfolio. Yes. No more than that. But that's not because you're scared of silver. That's in general. That's the rule of thumb for anything. Yes. Don't put your money into one thing. Yeah. Don't put all your money into one thing. That's, that's Don't put all your thing. eggs in one basket is what the kids are being taught in school. Yes, but not ex- n- Not exactly. Remember we said we should pick one or two good companies, so you should have one or two good eggs. You shouldn't have 50 eggs. Okay, one or two good eggs, yes. same basket. And then watch the basket like a hawk. Okay. That's what we're talking about. That's actually good advice. Yeah. 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 I like it's it. like the opposite of what people think. And don't go with emotion. Like you said, it's very, very difficult to cut losses, very, di- very difficult to be in the game, but you have to do it. That's the number one thing is to control your money, co- money management. Yeah, I don't want nobody else to control it, that's for sure. That's right. Because you don't know what those guys are doing. And the second thing that we said is to, is to pick the winners and hold them. Those two things. You can literally be wrong nine times out of ten and still be a millionaire by doing that. If that one time, yeah, it's a... And the other ones, you choice. lose like three, four, five percent on every one. 
So yeah. you lose nine times four, you lost 45%, but that, the other one makes you 10,000, 1,000%. It's, 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 it's crystal clear. Just stick with one. Now, any type of closing statement you want to make, if you had to give a, new, a young kid fresh out of college advice, life advice on what he should think about when he's looking to investing his money, what would be the one piece of advice that you think he can't do without or she can't do without? It's a very tough question, but I would say you have to be, be financially literate. Okay, because people take advantage of you. People take advantage of the young and the illiterate when it comes to finance. You can yeah. be very smart. You could be a doctor. In more ways, and have too, zero sex trafficking. Like they yeah. take advantage of the young. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? It's like you have to know, you have to be financially literate because they don't teach that in schools. No, sadly. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, so basically educate yourselves is what Harry's telling you. Yeah. Educate yourselves before you make a decision. And uh, in general, this whole fear of the stock market... It doesn't have to be there as long as you know where you're putting your money. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Is that what you're telling people? Yes, exactly. I agree with that. And he's motivated me. I've uh, made some investments because of him because I thought, you know what? This guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. I like the cut of his jib. That's Harry. And uh, Harry, you're on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. No? Where are you at? Where are they going to find you? Nowhere. I'm on Facebook. If you ever want advice from Harry, (laughs) just ask me and I'll ask Harry. Yeah, forward forward, forward, pass it down, yeah. And there you have it. I'm bringing in all the fucking experts. See that any question you have, I got the goddamn answers. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this fucking podcast on iTunes. Do it on the YouTube. Do it wherever the fuck you get your your uh, you know your podcast from. Because some people use Laughable. Some people like to do it on TuneIn. I'm on TuneIn. Um, Spotify, we're there. Everywhere. Same as Two Drink Minimum, the number one pod- podcast podcast on the planet. Uh, and this is the number 1.5. So check out Two Drink Minimum. Subscribe to that. We got that YouTube channel. We got shots coming out every week, every Wednesday, actually. Uh, my YouTube channel also has Penthouse Live every Sunday with Poseidon. And I also have This Just Thing, my buddy Phil, every goddamn Thursday, as long as we get the episode out on time. So check all that stuff out, penthousecomedy.com, for more details. And remember, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>